Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. But this little dink ball, the only one in the crowded area where it's a fist pass, the weight is taken over, hits the ground, and it bounces into a fella's chest. Why do you not do many interviews? Oh, really? Yeah, I've been asked to do hopefully. Really? Yeah. Have you ever rang me? And they're roaring at me, I coffee, you free state bastard. <laughs> and next thing I hear, you have no fucking jurisdiction up here. <laughs> so there's only one place to start. This was supposed to be a double header All-Ireland semi-final weekend but it was obviously only one now not a bad one has to be said on Saturday evening but the other one Tyrone Kerry's been postponed for a week um, really difficult situation for Tyrone uh, Johnny you know they had the Covid situation three or four players missed the Ulster final and then they trained for the following week and then decided to test their whole squad and as it turns out to get 17 positives back in the players and I think four more from the backroom team so they're up shit creek at the moment they wanted two weeks extra to prepare properly, GA have given them a week. Hard to, you know, I'm finding it hard to criticise the GA, and I can completely be sympathetic for Tyrone's uh, situation as well. Yeah, it's a really tough one, Willie. Uh, it's, it's, you know, you're, you're trying to prepare as best you can. It's, you know, it's, it's a huge opportunity. Um, it's probably the first time we've all four teams in the semi final, which any of them realistically on their day could, could, you know, feel that they're good enough to, to go on and win it. Um, so, but you want to prepare the best you can. And new management team, you know, um, you think you got over the, the few losses in the Ulster final. Uh, player wise and then you know put in a big performance Ulster champions you think you know the curve is on, on the up and then to be hit with that is you know you would have sympathy for them there's no doubt about it um, and it'll be interesting there's you know there's a lot of guest games going on you know you know, while we've lots of numbers, some people won't have too many symptoms. Others will be, you know, maybe very lethargic, and others then maybe yeah. sick in bed. So you just don't know where they're at. It's 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 a tough time for them. You'd have to feel sorry for them. That, that's the thing. And like, I mean, I'm probably a little bit less sympathetic. There's three or four of them apparently that are stuck in bed. You know, really sick. The rest not so sick. You know, some not sick at all. 
but I suppose it affects people in different ways, Brendan, and some people lose all their energy and get lethargic and t- take a while to get their energy back. So, like, we don't know. They're talking about potentially not playing the game. I, I don't know if, if you can... Can you see that happening? I, I can. Uh, well, it would be a huge thing for, for, the, for, for the fixture not to be fulfilled. For example, if the GA put the pressure on them, I can't see them going down that route until we're at a stage where everybody's happy. It's a strange thing up here in Donegal. We have some thrown. There's been a lot of... Like a lot of obviously cross-border stuff, and it's it's circulated at times. The cases have gone higher here than they've been there. Who's carrying it? Where? There's been a lot of nonsense here. But I suppose the only camp I think really that maybe was in danger of a breakout was Tyrone. And you think of the start of the season, you know Mayo. As much as it was nice when they won a final at Crow Park and, and beat Galway, you know the Nestor Cup's not not what they're about. They have to win all Ireland. Kerry have to win all Ireland. Dublin expected to win the Ireland. Throwing the two things going on the championship. That was one beat Donegal and two won Ulster. So after that, you know, you can understand that they would have to have some kind of coming together and wee bit of a night. That, that's just normal. That's the one Ulster. It's a, it's a big thing for them. Obviously, there was a couple of cases there. The cases are quite high around Throwing at the minute. Plus, the uptake in vaccines quite low around that age group. So there was, I suppose, a danger there that something like this might kick off. And right. I think, as, as you touched on there, the whole thing about who, how this affects people is, is the huge thing. You know, how much is it? Is it a sickness that you just need a few days rest and, and need to recuperate and go, and go back down the road? That's the, the biggest question for me. And even not so much like in terms of, right, if you've got a squad of, of, of 32, have we 20 fit men to go? And then it's up to Tyrone and they take that battle on. They're always going to take it on. So there, there, there might be a bit of a, a buzz on that for them in terms of, listen, they could lost the final, the players missing. Well, and I've spoken about it here many times about the Tyrone squad is on another level to everybody else in Ulster. Like they cope with that. They beat Monaghan. They should have beat Monaghan by more, really. And they can handle things. Things like that now going in against Kerry is a different prospect altogether. But certainly, I think they might get the extra week. Uh, really because of, of the pressure on time. If they look for it, I think it's the least uh, the, the Crow Park could yeah. lose but they are, they, they are looking for it they're looking for it strongly but the game has been fixed so I'm not sure I'm not sure they will get that now I think that's it it's it's just fixed as whether they can make it or not at this stage like I mean see again we're speculating we don't know how many lads you know might take two or three days to get back right and how many won't how many lads are lying in bed how many lads are drained from energy and you don't want a lad to go out in, in Croke Park in front of 40,000 people if he's not fully right like I mean from a player welfare point of view but Tyrone wouldn't do that. They either have lads or they don't have lads. That's the going to be the reality of it. There is no doubt they're not going to be prepared properly, uh, Johnny, because they're half team or half the team are training at the moment. They'll have to be doing video sessions and tactic sessions over Zoom. You know, it's 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 massively disrupt. No matter what way you look at it, whether they get the if they won't get, even if they're all fit and healthy, my point into next week, they still won't have done the work that they really deserve to have done going into an All Ireland semi final. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. And the other the other aspect of it is, while physically it affects it affects players in other way, mentally it affects players as well in regards to you know in any sickness. Oh, I should look at I got it is what it is, and I get over. Other people it plays on their minds a little bit and stuff like that. So it it totally depends on the on the on the individual. But but on your point, I'd agree with. Um, Column. It is. It's the preparation, and even though you know, you go into a game feeling we've we've prepared the best we can. Gives you a, you go into it in a different frame of mind, and we all know that the, the importance of of being mentally prepared for for battle. Um, you know, and and 
as as um, as Brendan pointed out, like Tyrone have m- had plenty of battles down the years. You know, the, the, the no county's probably suffered uh, as much from di- different setbacks of you know tragedies, you know, tragedies yeah. exactly in their time, and and they've always bounced back. And so there is there is a bit. I, I'm not so sure on the the. I know you hear that the the club player uh, the club player having to wait. I, you know, and I know the game is fixed, but. You know, the game was fixed in, in Crow Park for the Newbridge or Nowhere and yet it was refixed. So, um, you know, I think th- these things can be refixed. I know there's schedule and there's, there's all things, but if the there's a will, there's a way. The problem with that, though, is they put that back a week and then some issue happens with the, the two winners and now you're putting that back two weeks yeah. because the precedent is there and now you're looking at meant to have a, a split season where the club is given September through to December and now you're taking December or September off them. Yeah, so like that's why I have sympathy on the GEA. You either want to do the split season and someone you know will suffer in that situation and Tyrone are unfortunate. They're giving them a week, an extra week. You know, I, I don't know. Unless yeah, Tyrone could come out and tell us exactly how many fellas, you know, literally cannot. Yeah. yeah without giving names. I know. But, you know, say this is the situation we're in. Yeah. It's it's stark. It's very serious. Yeah, it, it is. Look, it's all guessing games for now. And, and you know, it depended on... But I, w- I would think if Tyrone had, you know, as a good number ready to go into battle, you know, whether that's... 2025 you know I know it's, it's it's tough but I think they will you know there's a little bit of a romance in that as well in regards to come down here you know we're going to give it our best let's see where it takes us and yeah. if we're beaten you know there's lots of credibility in that that's another option for them and while while I'm, I'm sure that's maybe a little bit away from from the management's mind at the moment you know there is credibility in going and saying listen we are we're not going our strongest we're going up against a really you know, formidable foe in in Kerry, but let's see. And you know, we, we, our backs are to win. It's nearly a, a Rocky versus Ivan sort of a setup. And you know, maybe they'll go that run. It, it's very difficult to know yeah. what's going to happen. Really, and, is. Un, unless I, I they, think, I think, Willie, I think Willie did see, see if they. What, what I mean by I, I don't expect the game to get put back. I think it, it will be played. But see, medically, if if they show there's enough issues, say with other players that that haven't tested now, that, I know it's just a joint sense of guessing game. But if, if medically it looks like there's too many players out, they will have to put back the game. Now I think it, I think there will be enough of a squad there to play it. And and agree agree. I think there's to be immense pride, I think, in Tyrone people knowing that they're backs to the wall. And we all know in GA, backs to the wall is where the best comes out. And I think this could bring something very special out of this game and what lads is there playing for the lads maybe that can't make it. I do expect it to go ahead, uh, but the thing about the, the preparation, of course, is terrible. It's rotten. But once you get to the game and whatever fans, 24,000, whatever Tron fans are down at it, I think, the, you know, let's say they were to pull off the almost, you know, I'm not calling it impossible. Let's say they were to pull off a shock. You know, that's one of the biggest victories in Tron history. Surely that there can, can galvanise the guys that, that end up in there. So there could be something special in this encounter. Yeah, apparently uh, Fergal Logan is completely military when it comes to, um, you know, the protocols. Like they were doing their video analysis sessions out in the field, you know, nothing's inside, all these things. But again, you've alluded to it, Brendan, and this isn't a criticism. They won an Ulster title. It was a huge night. They would have been all to hold, don't go out, don't do anything. I don't know. You wouldn't have kept me in now if any of them were like me. <laughs> you know, you like I mean, everyone in Tyrone had it. It was like you'd be sending a sneaky text. Oh, come over to my house. Yeah. Uh, come on, onto the whatever group. But maybe, maybe that happened. Maybe didn't it? Did like the 
although then again, when you look at it, they had the outbreak before the Ulster final. Maybe if they tested everybody the Monday after the Ulster final, they would have got all those positives anyways. Only a lot of the time you don't know. They, they yeah. waited a week and got the whole panel tested on the following Monday and had the positive test. And that's kind of where they stand now. But, uh, but the, anyway. other, the other thing is if, if you went into any dressing room in the morning and tested everyone, like, well, there you go. Yeah, you, know, you just don't know. People don't know they're carrying it. So, yeah. listen, I suppose that's that's just where where they're at. Um, but you know, it is it is tough on the GA. They're trying to to do the right thing. Um, but I think it's just a, it is a bit of a waiting game for over the next the next couple of days to see what way it's going to pan out. Yeah, exactly. So the GPA got involved anyways. I saw some people calling them out saying, "Jesus, why is the GPA not saying anything on this?" So then they released a statement. Um, and they said, we'll consult closely with the GEA to ensure adequate, adequate time is allowed to assess the welfare of the players before a decision can be made by Tyrone. And the GEA fixed it the day after. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think they really listened to the GPA, for being honest, lads. That's kind of the way it goes. Darrell O'Shea has been talking in the Irish Times about Mayo's transition. And look, it's very impressive the job James Horan has done, uh, Johnny. We all know that. Um, uh, like the stats say in All-Ireland semi-final the first year and the first year wasn't great they got hammered by Dublin in that match and got hammered by Kerry in the in the Super 8s down in in Killarney but that a lot of lads left after that year and now he's into his second year All-Ireland final lads left again now he's back into his third year All-Ireland semi-final like it's been a very impressive um, now Galway kind of going a bit shite for two years kind of has helped that transition but it has been an impressive way he's filtered lads in hasn't retired anyone hasn't dropped, let the older lads go in their own time but bring in young lads to replace them and, and still be in the top three teams in the country Yeah it is impressive um, and, and the turnover of players you know and, and household name players like that, that, that have you know decided while, while I think it shows maybe the respect because no matter how many of them were ready to retire on their own bat or were told, listen, your time is up. You don't hear about any, you know, altercations, which, you know, when you when, when your time is finished, whether you're, if you're, if you're happy to go on your own, it's great. It's nearly a celebration of, you know, your career. Yeah. If you're not ready to go, and I would have known players that just had that hard conversation with managers and it leaves a sour taste in their mouth. And they've know. retired and everybody else thinks they've just gone. They've just gone and whether that is, but I think there's a respect for James Horn when that doesn't come you know, might be whispered in corners of pubs maybe, but we don't hear too much about it on the national stage, which I think is always respectful to the manager and it shows where the, the mutual respect is with the players. Um, but certainly some of the, the quality that's there at the moment, you know, um, I've been very impressed with, with um, Oshin Mullen at, at six, you know, uh, Hora at full-back, you know, they're really tough, tough type players, like, you know, and... and um, when, when the likes of Colin Boyle, Keith Higgins, these boys are hard to replace, but yet they seem to be able to just, you know, replace them with, with these type players. And uh, it, is, it has been impressive. And you can be sure that this, and I know we talk a bit more in, in analysis about it, but you can be sure that Mayo are going to push, I think are going to push really, really hard this weekend. And, and uh, you know, with maybe a few, we won't call them cracks, but hairline cracks maybe in, in Dublin, you know, it's 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 a really good time to to be playing them. Yeah, no, it definitely is, and like I mean, we'll talk about that in part two. But the stats from the 2017 All Ireland final, when they're obviously so close to Dublin, only four of those players are playing. Um, Jason Doherty, Killian O'Connor, and Brennan Harrison are out injured. That would have brought it up to seven, but they're not there, Brendan. The reality is, you're talking about four players who played an All Ireland final four years ago, 
and now you're back in an All Ireland semi final with 11, 11 new players. Like you know, Jesus, it, it it is very impressive. I think Daryl Daryl Shea said transition periods are supposed to last a lot longer than this. They're very, it's a very rare thing to be able to bring about a massive turnover in players like that and get back to the same rug of the la- ring of the ladder, rung of the ladder in the same shape. Like I mean, it sh- probably shouldn't be underestimated. Obviously, yeah. Well, listen, um, I, I, you look around the country, you know, senior under county management, who can bring something special or different? You'd have to say that Horn is right up there with, with the best managers. I know everybody can pick holes in the fact they didn't get across the, the line in all Ireland and coming so close. But rebuilding teams and coming back in and, and Mayo going astray and then the way he's come in, and, like I agree with John, you know, Mullen, Conroy, O'Donoghue, Flynn, Players against Loftus, but I think what he's done, he's built Mayo into a powerful machine. You know, I remember we down in Castle Bar a couple of years ago, Donegal playing them in that uh, last game of Super 8s, and the power, they were just on another level. I think that's the thing that's taken them uh, close every time, is they're just what's in their legs, and then they're, 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 the, the way they carry themselves within the pitch, their ability to just uh, impose themselves in teams. Now, of course, the sheer quality of Dublin has, has held them out, but you know, you're thinking you go way back to 20. 2011 or 2012, sorry, Dublin All Ireland Champions. 2011, 2012 was the last time they beat them in a competitive game, you know. And then obviously they've done that final with Donegal. And I mean, it's been such a long time. Well, what, what probably scares me a small bit is it that they've never even beat Dublin in the league. I mean, it's 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 a weird thing, you know. It's 14 defeats and whatever draws in that time. So that that would be a bit of a bit, bit of an issue that they've never got across the line in any game. So this is such a massive match for them. And, Listen, I agree. If there's ever ever a time, it's now. And you talk about management. I mean, look at Desi Farr coming on. Unbelievable player. His record in it underage. You know, won three All-Ireland out of four in terms of minors in 21. He was guilty to, to take over from Gavin. But now he's in the process of that bit of a turnover phase. How does he help put his stamp on it? And then you're looking around the country, the, the different managers. What do they actually bring into the table and if you look at Horn and his time and, and some of the brilliant displays that Mayo have done and how now he's turned over teams, you'd have to say he's, he's, he's one of the best modern managers there is yeah. and has been. I would agree. I would agree. I'd compare him a little bit to maybe Leicester City under Brendan Rodgers. It's the tactics. It's the, all, it's the attacking tactics. Might not be as talented as some of the teams that he's able to beat. And, you know, Leicester can win a cup. Mayo can win a league. You know, he's right up there because of the way he wants them to play. Yeah, he 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 certainly is, and and I would in no way take from from a, as a manager. The other thing that we, what I see looking at Mayo as well is, you know, from a, from and they've been the hard luck story for the last whatever fifty years. And I think if if we're all honest, nobody would begrudge them winning in All Ireland, but they have to go and do that. But there is a huge huge appetite in Mayo for a county that hasn't been really successful at national, you know, at national level. The, the the hunger from their supporters and that's infectious through all every club every young lad I see you know there's a lot of a lot of people from Mayo live around Kildare and as soon as Mayo are playing there's Mayo jerseys arrive on the scene there's flags going up there's a huge um, culture of football in Mayo and that drives every young lad that wants to play and wants to go on so if you have that in your in your locker I think it definitely helps 
you know, nurture these kids to, to come through the system um, and want to want to be involved in playing with Mayo. And that, yeah. I think that's a massive thing. It's in Kerry. It's certainly not in Kildare. Yeah. Um, when you look at Mayo, though, like, I mean, they're challenging for All-Irelands in the 90s. Two, drawn in 96, 97, they've lost two All-Irelands in the, in the, in the 90s, the noughties and the two and the whatever. The next step, the, 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 the last decade loads of all-around finals it's easy to get that going because like they're, 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 they have to say they're probably one of the most consistent counties in, in the last 30 years they've been consistently challenging for all-arounds yeah but it is, it is but it's hard it's, it's hard to keep it you know like yeah, and you have to and, and like I know at times the, the, you know the crit, there would have been a bit of criticism uh, towards players or over the, the, the turning overturning managers. There was criticism of the county board over certain things, but it takes a lot of forward-thinking people to keep Mayo at the top. And that's you know the, I know that the diaspora of Mayo is huge. I was in New York for for a kind of uh, first round one time. I couldn't believe the crowds of Mayo people. Like you wouldn't see them that many before uh, a kind of uh, you know there was I think there was five or six thousand people came over to, to New York to look at them playing Leitrim. So I suppose that just adds to the whole. Um, I suppose you know every young lad pushing hard to p- wants to play out Mayo, and that is such a powerful thing. Yeah, you know, I think I think that's sometimes that's that's forgotten. In it. it, it's not taken from James Horner's man in any shape or form. He still has to get, you know, and there's a huge turnover of players. But I think that's very strong, and you can see it. You know, the last time I, I was in Mayo, I, I was it, driving through a village, and it was I can't even think of the young lad's name. Was playing for the miners, but it was a big poster of him, the pride of the parish. You know, so all of a sudden, all the young lads in that school are saying, "I want to be," you know, yeah. "I want to be in that poster." Poster of you in Alan Woods. There, really is. <laughs> there is with, <laughs> with a cigarette hanging out. <laughs> but I, I think that's a powerful thing. I may all have that for for a county that hasn't had huge success at national level. Yeah, no, no, that's true. There's no doubt. And Varley was talking in the Independent, and he was trying to put down how COVID has has helped Mayo out and the working from home. And, you know, the remote working and all that. And he's talking about the massive uh, commutes that so many of the Mayo players. And we know all this. We've talked about this for years. He's talking about, um, he says, the flexibility of being able to go home, um, go home or work from home. He says, um, I've heard that from within the squad that it has helped. And COVID means a lot of lads can work from home. I know myself, I used to be um, eight to ten lads in Dublin at all times. You're travelling up and down the road and it's a pain in the arse. I used to leave school at four o'clock and head over to Mayo on a minibus and be back at half one in the morning. I'd be wrecked by the time, um, I'd, I'd be wrecked by at that time and then you're up at seven o'clock the next day. Like, I mean, nobody, none of the three of us can relate to that. Like, I mean, I used to give out like crazy about an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes from Dublin down to Port Leash and it drained me and I hated it. But like, I mean, that's Never 10. <laughs> no, I was driving. But the drive back up would be fine. It'd be an hour. But the drive down, it used to... Ter- like, you're looking at three hours to training and three hours back being home at half one. And this is for nine months of the year, Brendan. Like, I mean, I know they try to mm. give them breaks and let them train in Dublin, but it's at, at least uh, twice a week during the championship. Yeah, you know what? I know we've spoken about this before, but see see the wee inches, you know? You talk about now how close teams get to each other and... and where is the breakdown? Is it is it in composure? Is it is it physical? Is it mental? No, no one can really tell. But one thing is for sure: at that elite level of athlete, as you were at the time, Willie, at that elite level, you know, recovery is as big as the training itself. So if you're sitting in a car and so listen, depending on what part of Mayo, such a big county, you know, you could be in a part that's an hour closer to Dublin than another lad. So depending on where you're going from, 
Donegal, for example, here, gone, gone up early to Dublin here. Shocking, like day five through to Rowan. Horrible, horrible road. You know, it's supposed to be upgraded this week in 20 years. But Donegal, lads, I think at one stage there, I remember reading a report, there was 14 of them uh, coming up and down from Dublin. I mean, absolutely shocking on the hamstrings and the back and the body. I and mean, even if you're not driving, you're cooped up in the car. And as the draining levels go up and up, all those small wee factors are definitely impacting on people. So the fact now you can turn it over another way. And even the quality of life, Willie, you talk about people there, you're just assuming, I suppose, not that you're assuming, but we're just assuming that the guy's a single man and that's all he has to deal with. If the man has got kids and got, got things on as well and, and he's way and he's back and they're all different sides to that. So so, so brilliant for them that's to, to be back home. And certainly, as we all know, you see it everywhere, these flash recovery places and all jumping up, Willie. Never there before. Everybody's taking this thing much more seriously. So it's brilliant for those crowded players to be to be able to work from home and recover probably. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And they are the little inches, I suppose, that add up at the at the end of the year. Philly McMahon has been talking about an empty hill sixteen. And I suppose we we've been talking on the show a little bit and Jared Brennan has been saying at Alan Brogan about that maybe Dublin seem that they're a little bit bored or something. And it, it's hard to even get your head around that, but they've been doing the same thing for a long time now and they're winning. And they need some sort of a spark, maybe. Or, and, you know, there's no Hill 16. And maybe last year they got through the championship. They won a handy enough one last year. Everyone was just glad to have a championship last year. It was in the middle of winter. And maybe that was a novelty in itself. You know, that might keep them going. Now they're in the summer. And that compares to the last summer championship. And there was, you know, it, it's not the same. No Hill 16. Um, he was saying, when you look across and see Hill 16 empty, you get the sense of, wouldn't it be great to have fans there? And you think how much energy it would give everybody. Not just us, but the opposing team as well. Now, it doesn't give the opposing team as much <laughs> energy as, as it gives you, Philly. <laughs> but, and, like, I remember back in the noughties when Armagh were beating Dublin and Tyrone were beating Dublin, when they quietened Hill 16, I've been on Hill 16 when Dublin aren't performing. And that is not a nice place for the players. You're hearing whistles and you're hearing, you know, your own supporters jeering you. So there was a Hill 16 can turn against them at times. And maybe that's what Philly's talking about. I don't know. But there's nothing better than hearing Hill 16 quiet. Yeah, it is. Uh, but listen, the, the whole crowd and, and, you know, as it's as we get on in this, you know, there's more more people going to the to the games. I was at the Leinster final. And even even though we would have all said what 18,000 Crow Park sure was only a, a blip in the ocean, but it was a much better atmosphere because we were, there was noise coming from every quarter of it. You know, there was yeah. people up on the top deck. So everyone was spread out. So you felt, even though there was only 18,000, you felt it was a lot fuller, the stadium. Um, but listen, I, I've never run out in Crow Park on, on an All-Ireland final there. I was lucky I was lucky to play in two semi-finals. And when you run out there and the place is jammed to the rafters, like, it's it's unbelievable the buzz you get, um, you get from it. But and and I've run out in Leinster finds against the Dubs, you know, trying to kick freeze into the into the Hill Sixty and stuff. You know, it can be quite daunting. But yet you do get, you know, from from a full crop park. There's no doubt about it. You you do. It's 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 that buzz that's there, and it does it does make a difference. There's no doubt yeah. about it. Do you think Dublin are suffering from seeing Hill Sixteen empty? Because they do. There is this kind of, I don't know. You know, like I mean, opposition teams talk about it. Quietening the hill. Dublin, geez, they used to walk down and applaud it under, uh, under, pillar, under yeah. pillar. There's this kind of mystical thing of Hill 16 being Dublin's and that's fair enough, it's theirs. But if you're talking about this and, and looking up there all your life as a player, to look up there in big championship matches, see it empty. I don't know, because like, Dublin might have 
you know, decided which way to play, we'd always say play into the hill or play into the canal first mm. to play in the hill second because that's what Dublin will want. Yes, like, would yeah, you, have yeah. ta- you know, I, I think psychologically it might be a little thing. Yeah, that's no, certainly it probably it probably is a small thing. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of things maybe that adds to the, the big thing in Dublin are, are, you know, they're not at maybe the level that they have been over the last whatever decade but again a bit like Mayo they've lost a good few really top top players How's, you know player in a generation type players uh, over the last and in fairness to Desi Farrell he's to deal with that there's the elephant in the room <laughs> probably still even though maybe people have you know decided that, that now Cluxton is gone but we've I'd say know, it's fair to say he's gone it, it is fair to say he's gone but it's it's still it's not closed off completely so there's all this thing you know go, going on but I, I certainly think when when Dublin are in the ascendancy, the hill is in full voice. It's definitely a plus for them. Yeah, no, it definitely is. What's your take on the hill uh, sixteen, Brendan? Like, can we can we link no hill sixteen with Dublin's flat performances? I don't know. I'm trying. Maybe we're stretching. <laughs> do you know? Do you know? I, I funny you mentioned that. I would have discounted the hill because Dublin were so in control all the time. You never expected to do one, so the hill was a plus factor for them, and you would never seen it turn against them, but. Just thinking about that second half against Meath when, when Meath had scored in 175, <clears throat> would there have been a bit of tension coming from the hill that I've completely forgotten about the quiet in the hill because it just you wouldn't have seen it being quiet. So that's probably an interesting point. While they're in control, and I agree with Johnny, kicking kicking the freeze into the hill was daunting. You'd much rather kick them at the other end. Let's, let's be honest. I you you were a bit better than me, Brendan. No, I definitely not. But I agree too. I mean, the Cluxham thing, let's listen, Loudon's timing of his retirement, you know, even Billy McMahon coming out during the week saying that he, that he could be involved, he, he might miss the game because of involvement with Bulls. A lot of strange things all happen at one time. The man of feet sorry for all this is Desi Fire, you know. Yeah. Here, how many frees did you how many frees did you miss into the hill? <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a wee uh, you've got a wee snapshot there, have you? Probably more than scored, but it again. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Johnny? I missed a fair few. Did uh, you? I missed a few already. <laughs> and would you be building yourself up in the week? Ah no. I, I, I always heard was it Old Mulligan put it put in fake fake noise in the cra- in his ear to rec- recreate what it would be like or something like yeah, that yeah. never thought of that Johnny no 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 it was all, I, I don't know it was always about routine same number of steps back and I'd, I'd pick out something on a, a bit of horn or something that's what I focused on and sure you know you'd you be hoping that ground, though, Johnny. sorry you were kicking from the ground. I was kicking from the ground, yeah, yeah. You were a spade. You were, you were a proper free kicker. <laughs> well, I didn't I like saying it. I didn't want to kick free. I, see, I never, I never kicked free. You see, it was only when I came on the Donegal squad after Tony Boyle retired, because I was kind of scoring a lot of points. I'm not going that too much, but I was kicking a, a lot of our scores. The ball was literally handed to me. But I'll tell you what, that puts some burden on you then, because... Yeah. The whole thing became about freeze, 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 freeze. Because if your freeze weren't right, you would lose the game, right? Yeah. So whatever about your own general input in the game, you had to practice, practice, practice. The wonder needed this freaking option. I put that down to practice and freeze. I used to be out on Christmas Day, freaking kicking heavy O'Neills over the bar, over the bar. And it was constant. You couldn't get it out of your head. 
Um, I don't know. I don't know if I really. It, it was more of a dream on me than anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a different take on that. I, when I came on to the the Kildare team first, it was obviously kicking them with Alan Wood, and I was thinking, if I get a score to here, maybe they'll say, well, you know, there was a little bit of a reputation. Kildare couldn't score, right. and I was thinking maybe you know if my general play wasn't good, but I was you kicking a few yourself. frees. I might, yeah. I might, and there it was can times, work both ways. There was times I'd say they were thinking, here, get Johnny out there, and someone said, I will. Who's going to kick the freeze? So you know, there was there was a bit of that going on as well in my head. I'll I'll never forget anybody like I, my accuracy was not my forte at all like I mean I had some qualities but accuracy especially from freeze anyone in poor leash Woolley's taking the freeze off oh, for God's sake yeah. like, he's the last one <laughs> and I remember going out to New York one summer and obviously you're an inter-county player you're a weekend sanction out there well, you you're taking the freeze, and I didn't want to go. You know, here getting a few quid off you. I can't take freeze. I was like, yeah, give me, the, give me one. And I got one from the twenty-one meter line, and uh, I missed it. And it was no, it was no surprise to me. It was absolutely no surprise to me. And uh, I got well, another. The thing used to really get me was see as a forward. You know, another way you would come up your score, see score whatever, and it would say freeze. It was always up the freeze where, like, no big deal. But me as a forward, in the way I like to play, I like to burn people. So you could cut the boy and then sign it, pull you down or whatever. And then you would tap over the spree. But it was you who had bloody earned it. You were going to kick the ball over the bar anyway. Some lug pulls you down. But then when you get to kick the free over the bar, there's no respect for that at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Bye. <laughs> well, that's it. Or if you, well, if you get pulled down and you get a really bad hit yeah. and you're really opened up after taking a lad on and the free taker misses it, you'll be ready to pull the head <laughs> off him. You're like, Jesus. But anyways, I got another free in this game and uh, geez, I took a little bit longer over it than the first one. I said, geez, I can't miss another. It was another easy one. And Dermot McCabe, I told this story on the show before, Dermot McCabe was out for a weekend sanction as well and he just run, ran up, pulled the ball off me and tapped it over the bar. <laughs> tapped it over the bar. <laughs> he must have relations in Port Leach, I have but. never forgiven him. He made me feel like a complete another little twerk <laughs> <laughs> anyways I don't think we I don't We're think I've seen him <laughs> since but I definitely have to bring that up it's a long, I still haven't gotten over it well, well I'm on a WhatsApp group with, with a, some of the former Alan Woodlands and they remind me it's nearly a, a tag a hashtag on the end of my name you know a handy 14 yard free for Johnny that's all I do here after so <laughs> there you go right lads we leave it there we'll come back and we'll preview the match These teams have met each other so many times, lads, that, you, you know, we've done shows here, we've gone through nostalgia, we've gone through nice moments of it. Like, I mean, they've met, this is the 10th year in a row they've met in championship football, like, which is absolutely incredible. I was, re- I was reading that stat, like what Brendan mentioned, the, the, the stats of, of it, like, I mean, it's 17 times since 2012 League and Championship and Dublin have won 14 times and drawn three. So they just have Mayo's win. And the, 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 the big one for Mayo, Johnny, is that the last two losses have been a lot more convincing than a lot, you know, a lot of the ones before. Like the, the, two years ago, they hammered them in the semi-final. Like that was with maybe a team of lads kind of moving on. And last year, I know people are trying to say, you know, it was, it was close at half time. At Dublin were comfortable in the last 10 minutes really it wasn't like one of the finals the few years before you know yeah when you, when you think of was it the 18 final where the two own goals or 16, 17 16, were the two it, big yeah, ones the big ones so um, but I, I think I would think last year you're right I think there was a little bit of a more of a, a Dublin team at the very peak of his powers and 
and my old team sort of getting towards the end you know some of the lads the, the, the change over and stuff like that um, I, I just expect this thing to be different and maybe and I'm conscious of not you know the argument that this Dublin this Dublin group of players are the greatest of all time in my book is, is over Do you know they are to win six All-Irelands in a, in a row is phenomenal um, and and I am conscious of the fact I'm I'm judging the team under current where they're at at the moment like went down to Wexford not very convincing you know we talked about the mid second half where you wouldn't expect that from Dublin three or four years ago if they, if they had if they were you know if they yeah. had to buy the throat the, 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 the argument squeeze. for that say I'll, I'll see that argument say the argument in the Leinster Championship has been motivation this has been too easy for too long we need a spark motivation is not an issue anymore now do you know what I mean the dubs will rise themselves for Mayo they don't yeah. like they don't like Mayo Mayo don't like Dublin like if if now we're speculating if the issue is motivation that issue's gone for me so if there's other, you know, what the other issues are, maybe on the playing side might be different. I think it could be down to a bit of motivation and I think that's gone. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. I, I don't know. You, you always think of, of, you know, when you pledge yourself. I don't ever remember going into a game saying, ah, you know, it's only so and so. It's only this. We should be yeah. all right here today. It's a subconscious maybe. Maybe it's it? a subconscious thing. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but certainly, you know, the, the things that Dublin would have been really, really good at in previous years, I don't see it there at the moment. From what we've seen so far, like you look at the Leinster final, um, they played the game, but you know, I think that did what did kick seven or eight wides in the fourth half to drop ball short. All right, that improved dramatically. I think they could take twelve of their thirteen shots yeah. went over the second half. Is that down to you know a mental thing? I I don't know, I, and and I certainly don't think the same. Like when you see. You know, Fenton was anonymous. Um, you know, some of the players were just a bit off. Conor Callan was Now, well. maybe that's a bad thing for me. Oh, maybe they're, you know, they're going to push on this way. It's, it, there's so many things there. Um, you know, I think, like, against Clare for long periods, they just held the ball, held the ball, which we know they're good at. I don't think... Mayo will, will hunt them down a lot more yeah. than Kildare will and if they turn them over the Mayo running game which we didn't see in the first half of the Connacht final but we saw it big time particularly in the second quarter in the third quarter um, where they ran and I know Kevin McLaughlin coming on was a big part of that but they just ran at ran at Galway and caused them serious problems and I think that's what James Horn's going to do you know Kildare didn't press up on their kickouts even when Daniel Flynn got a, a great goal you know, got no bounce it kicked, coming for kick the ball out held it for two or three minutes then kicked it over the bar yeah. and the spark was gone they won't get that upper Mayo will you would expect Mayo that will just really push them push up on their kick out don't give it to them easy drive, force them to drive ball out on, on top of their uh, midfield they'll hunt the break and they just play it that, that and that, I think that's going to cause Dublin trouble you know from, from the Dublin I've seen against Kildare and, and maybe Mead I just think they're a little bit off where they were but again, is that lack down to lack more? I, I don't know. Yeah, we don't know. know. And like, I mean, well, Mayo, you're right. Mayo won't play anywhere near like Kildare. So it'll be a completely different, a, a completely different game. Like the pushing up and the kickouts. Like this is a huge game for Comerford, uh, Brendan, because like I was looking at some of the stats um, from last year. Um, in the entire game, Dublin won 11 of their 18 kickouts. And that was Cluxton. Mayo won five of them in the first half. They only won one in the second half. Now, 
we know Cluxton has bloody nerves of steel. It's like he's ice in the veins. And we've seen him kind of, you know, have a very bad first half against Kerry before and completely transform in the second half and stick them and not miss one in the second half. Now, Comerford, psychologically, is going to have to accept. It's almost like marking a brilliant forward for a cornerback. He's going to hit you for three. Be ready for it. You know, don't be expecting it. Like, if Comerford needs to nearly accept, I'm going to lose three or four in this first half. The crowd's going to get on top of me. How We won't know how Comerford, you know, how we can react to that until we see what happens on, on Saturday night. It's, it's a huge test, William. Listen, will they try and put a high ball in them, put Aidan O'Shea in and, and get about him? Just go on and try and thump him, put him in the back of the net with the ball? You know, Mayo could be thinking this is a this is a link. And you're right about Cluxton. Like, Cluxton, in a strange way, can be the catalyst for, for Dublin at times. You think, how could a keeper ever be the spark? But it's just as brilliant in settling the team and gaining possession in the right areas. It's so important in modern football. And he was able to even turn it, as you said, when he's having a bad day. That be spark that maybe, you know, Jack McCaffrey would have came with. You know, you think of the likes of freaking Connolly even at his times, you know, maybe like the likes of Mannion. There's a wee bit of individuality from players like that that I think is also missing now from the Dubs. And you touched on it earlier about the, the rhythm of Dublin. It's very tactical. <clears throat> Me and you spoke away about this Donegal Dublin game in the league and how Dublin are playing in the league. It's as if really they haven't got out of that. They're in a certain frame of mind of playing. And for, to think that suddenly because it's Mayo, they're going to up the pressure. I can't see it. I just can't see how you can jump out of very steel championship performances just because it's Mayo. I don't see how they can turn that around. If anything, Mayo are coming now to bring the heat to them all over the pitch. Whether that ignites them or not, well, the only thing I can see igniting Dublin now is a defeat. And if you, the perfect scenario for Dublin this season would have been Super 8, lose a game, maybe lose it heavily to one of the rivals. Let's say Kerry give them a hammer in Crow Park in the first game. That would have been perfect scenario for Desi Farley. Recharge, get everybody back in, right, boys? Back to what we're good at, halting the ball, putting pressure on teams and, and bringing that energy, but we're not seeing. But without that fallback to Dublin, I think they're sitting there now waiting for a team to take them out. I, I think this is this is Mayo's big chance. And you, you all about those previous uh, games, Willie. If the right Mayo team had a lock with the right Dublin team on the right day, it just seemed like any time Mayo brought their best, Dublin brought their best, and just at that bit upped. I think going into this game, if, there, if there's ever a chance, this is the one. Now, that said, well, it's a semi-final. This is this is where Mayo excel. You know, the brilliant at semi-finals. You know, whatever happens after that. But certainly this is a big scalp. And I yeah. think it's going to take something to get to, to bring the energy back and bring the bite back to Dublin. The, 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 the whole narrative here is that Dublin aren't going well. Um, probably, yeah, everybody would agree with that. Like, Mayo, what have Mayo done this year? Mayo have beaten Sligo and Leitrim, which we can discount. They were dreadful in the first half against Galway and then played well against Galway in the second half. This is a relegated Galway team. They haven't been going well for two years. So I don't go along with the idea that Dublin are in disarray and Mayo are, you know, this finished article and that they're a 50-50 team. I think Dublin are a good bit better than Mayo and Dublin would have to be a good bit off it. And I'm talking like, this is a Mayo without Killian O'Connor, Brendan Harrison, you know, like Oshin Mullen. Is supposedly out this week. Yeah. This is not. This is like I, I, you know. Like I mean, I get the impression from the two V, and this is like completely fair enough that Mayo might do it, and I completely see that point of view. But I also see the point of view of Dublin are a lot better than Mayo, and Mayo aren't 
uh, like defending All Ireland champions or anything. Like I mean, Mayo are an unproven team, really, at this this new Mayo team. Well, there's a couple. Of, there's a couple of points. When we when we analyze Dublin, we analyze them for the Dublin we've seen over yeah. the past. So we're analyzing them at a different level than we analyze everybody else. Um, and we've seen things like Dublin beat Kildare by eight points in the Leinster final, kick twenty points. Now, in normal things, you said that's a hammer. But it's just what we expect from Dublin. We've seen things that we just don't normally see from Dublin. And I suppose that's where yeah. you're coming from for analysing. Um, and you're right. When you when you lay out the facts of the matter from Mayo, um, you know, it, it hasn't been hugely inspiring either. You do feel that there's, there's um, I suppose, a young Mayo team maybe after being moulded by... After saying all all of this and maybe talking down Dublin a bit, I think Dublin are going to win. <laughs> but I suppose you're thinking maybe the crack, some of the little cracks we would have seen if Mayo, or maybe there's a bit of us loving, would love to see Mayo go and do that because, you know, and this is no disrespect for Dublin, no matter if it was if it was any team they were after winning six All-Irons, you know, you, you want to see a little bit of change and, and I say no team, you know, outside your own county, the next team you'd probably like to see to be successful is Mayo because they've had, they've had so many cruel, cruel defeats. Yeah, of course, yeah. You know, so there's all that is going on um, but I, I, I just think if Mayo can bring their A game and and there's a little bit of a hangover, um, you know, or maybe not hangover is the right word, but just a little bit of inconsistency from the high standard Dublin. Maybe now, and I'd agree, but it's, it is a, a huge opportunity for Mayo. In saying that, if if Dublin, you know, like you don't expect Fenton to be, you know, as low-key as he was in the Leinster final, you certainly don't expect Conor Callaghan. Like, Conor Callaghan's liable to go out and, and have two goals in the back and net before yeah, half-time. Especially with, if Mullen isn't playing. So, so there's loads of different things, and we could be, you know, we could sit here on Sunday or Saturday even after the match and look like fools. We may, like Dublin are capable of going on and, and winning this by ten points. In saying all that, so you're you're trying to analyse from, from what you you've seen you over the last couple of weeks, a couple yeah. of months. You know, well, if you if you were to go, Brendan, then off last year's All Ireland final, and let's just say Dublin have have slipped a little bit since then. Right, and we're not sure what Mayo are like because they've only beaten Leitrim, Sligo, and are very poor in the first half against Galway, like. The forward that did all the damage that day was Killian O'Connor. He's not playing. The only other forward to score from play was Ryan O'Donoghue and he was out centre forward. He had a great first half, went out of it. He's in the corner now. Is he a top level forward? I'd say he's a nice little forward, but I'd say if you've got Davy Byrne or Johnny Cooper shadowing you everywhere, where are Mayo going to get the scores from? You know, do they, do they use Aidan O'Shea well enough when he's full forward? When he's full forward, I find him a little bit of a waste because they don't use him enough. Now, obviously... Dublin will play a full-time sweeper if they play Aidan O'Shea in there, so Mayo will have somebody else out the field free. So maybe there's a tactical point of playing him in there. I don't, I don't think they use him that well. I think they're a much better running team. Yeah, listen, I agree. Listen, Johnny's right. You're, you're looking at the standard of Dublin in the last three championship games. They've all been really poor. How do you jump yourself out of that? And and for me, we're on with locking the right Mayo team with the right Dublin team. This no, but, but go from Mayo go team. from last year's All Ireland final. Let's compare. Forget because uh, let's forget forget about the Leinster Championship this year, and let's let's just go from last year's All Ireland final and what Mayo have lost from that, you know, and how yeah. are they going to get scores against Dublin? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, as you said, the, the running game is is what Mayo were all about, and I, I think you, know, you, t- you talk about scores when Mayo get in the groove and the pressure's off, which they are in the semi final. That's the time to go at Dublin. I think this is more really, I think, and you'll see it in the first 15 minutes of the game. Are Dublin that Dublin we've seen in Leinster? Or are they suddenly going to start to play and be the team we've seen in the last six years? 
That's the big question. If they're stuck in a bit of a rut, well, the first 15 is going to tell everything. And if Mayo can manage to keep the goals, listen, not conceding goals in the first 20 or whatever and, and keeping themselves well in the game, I think it's set up for, listen, if, if they don't concede goals, it's as much a thing as, as getting them at the other end, Bully. Mayo post enough scores. It's always their Achilles' goal. Who's, who's going right. to get their scores in the forward line then? Yeah. Uh, well... Like Ryan O'Donoghue's not got Ryan O'Donoghue um, will get you a couple of scores. Tommy Conroy, like I mean, you know, he's a good player, but he's a good player playing against Leitrim and Sligo. From what I can see, you know, he played well against Galway in the second half. He's very direct, very predictable. Like, can you see him? Can you see him scoring one three against but Dublin? You, Probably but not. You, but well, you see, if you're if you're pinning your hopes on a, a player or a two players, that's not what the modern game's about. Everybody has to everybody has to score chip in. There's nobody, listen, if Conor Killen scores two points uh, at the weekend, Mayo, or Dublin could still score 22. It's not really about that. It's really about the whole team effort and how players come in and out. And when, when those chances are there, so it could be cornerbacks, halfbacks. It's, it's really, goals is the huge thing here, really. That's what's always done. And what done Mayo last year as well. It's all about goals. If they can keep out goals, give one or two themselves, that, that's the key. That's the it's thing. It's not really coming down but, to any one player. Yeah, but you see, I'm not putting it down to one player, I'm putting it down to an entire forward line and I don't see where their forwards can get scores and I accept that they get a lot of their scores from their backs uh, with that running game, but they blow away teams that are much slower and much uh, less, you know, physically capable of tracking them. That, Dublin are a match for Mayo in that regard and they will track them. That's what I'm trying to get at. Like, I mean, I don't see where Mayo can get the scores to beat Dublin. I understand Dublin might be a little bit... Dublin couldn't might play not great and Con could score 2-1. Kieran Kilkenny could score four from play as usual. Like, Mayo unfortunately don't have those match winners in the forwards for when, you know, they're not firing a, 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 on all cylinders. Yeah, well, I, I think Mayo, you know, in the past, Killian O'Connor is, 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 was the main man for, for score. He was, and he was just more, he was a lot more than just a free taker as well. He was In the first half last, last year against Dublin, when the game was very close, he scored, I think, three from play in a mark. Yeah. Like he was your proper inside forward at the, uh, in the first yeah, half. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and Mayo knew that. And Mayo will look for him in, in certain situations. You know, it's, it, it was always an old, an old saying down with us give the ball to the good hurler, let him hurl. You know, so it's a bit the same. Like, he's a big strength. So, you knew of a strong player, and you've gained your, you know, you're, if you're after running, you're looking for a Killian O'Connor to come off and, and give him. Now, he's not there. So, I think it's going to be more of a spread of scores. You know, I think, yeah. in, you know, in the, in the Conifer, Matthew Rowan scored a goal and two coming from the middle of the field. Paddy Durkin, even though he didn't get forward as much, likes to get forward. You know, you've Lee Keegan, who again doesn't get forward as much. So I think it's going to be more of a spread of scores. I think I think Ryan O'Donoghue, you're right, he's not a he's not a top class forward, but he's a forward that in you know in a couple of years' time, I think he's heading in that direction. Um, you know, so I think it's 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 a bit like Brendan says, it's going to be a product of the whole rather than any individual. Um, and then you're looking to see. You know, can we? What can we limit them to far end? Can we limit Dublin? And all of a sudden, then it comes. But Dublin are going to kick fifteen or sixteen points. You know, and you'd be saying at the ease, it's it's can Mayo match that? And and I think from a Mayo point of view, they have to continue that running game, and it is going to take a couple of goals to, to get them over the line if they are. But yeah. I think in in general, my I'm just going, going that Dublin will just have too much for them, even though. 
to be honest with you, I'd love to see them turned over. Oh yeah, well listen, most people would like to see a new All-Ireland winner. I could just see Tommy Conroy probably getting tracked by Davy Byrne, Ryan O'Donoghue being tracked by, tracked by Fitzsimons and I just don't see them getting any return out of them. But like, I mean, it, it definitely is an interesting one because they played Michael Plunkett uh, last year as the spare man. So like, I mean, they will put Aidan O'Shea in at full forward, Brendan, at times. And like I said, um, Dublin will play a full-time sweeper because they are conservative they did it against Kildare just left a full-time sweeper in there as much as possible so what are Mayo going to do with their extra man are Mayo going to say here well our extra man's going to cover there too or are we going to make use of our extra man you know and you know almost kind of Plunkett isn't the right man if you get me for that extra man role if you want to actually hurt Dublin with your spare man out the field well, you're not going to hurt Dublin, seeing as none of your six forwards are able to score as far as you've got it uh, mapped down there. So I would say at this point, uh, the Dublin, uh, Mayo midfield and defence have to score everything. Uh, that's that's a very depressing outlook for the for Mayo crew. Uh, well, against, Gal- against, uh, Gal- against Galway, uh, Brian Walsh didn't score, Aidan Walsh didn't score, Dermot O'Connor didn't score, Darren McH- McHale got one, Ryan O'Donoghue got uh, one, he got two points from play. They got... They got one, three, they got five points from play from their forwards against Galway. But well, that, but that, that's what I'm saying. It all goes back to it's kind of irrelevant. I mean, many of them boys is actually forwards. You know what I mean? The, the half the team's dropping back, and then the rest are somewhere in the round, you know, your fifty yard line. It's not really about who's where and what's what, because players are playing all over the all over the place. Listen, we always still have the capabilities to to rack up enough scores. It's always been at the other end of the pitch. And you're right, the O'Shea thing inside has always been, he looks like he's so dangerous. And listen, we've seen, we've seen Marks pop up uh, really in the Ulster final and, and, you know, could have swung the game either way. It was a Mark won it in the end. And uh, should Mayo be able to click that? And the, and the O'Shea, let him do that. And as I say, even go on and have a go at Comerford early on. They're, they're the tactics I suppose Mayo's going to try, try to use because his physicality, no one can actually handle him at any one point, and it's always been the three or four players around him. But if he can actually mark a couple of balls, that could be another huge uh, tactic that Mayo have going into game. Yeah, David, he very rarely does uh, catch marks actually in there. Like I mean, and other than destroying the likes of Sligo on a couple of occasions, he played well against Donegal one year. He got a a, a goal. He very rarely plays well against Dublin in a full forward, you know, and then you're wondering, is that the right place to play him? Do you play him centre forward? John Small would love that. Do you play him midfield? You know, you know, Fenton or James McCarthy could be a little bit too fast for him. Like, I, th- I probably think he does have to play full forward, but does the Mayo running game suit that? Like, yeah, I mean, are you, are you using him enough in there, Johnny? I, th- I think, I think, he, I think where, where he's at is, is it's nearly a combination of all three. You know, he's not a Kieran Donaghy type full forward, even though he's a massive man. I don't think he, he has the agility maybe. When he, when he wins a ball in there, he's nearly swarmed where Donaghy was able to bring the gooch into it. And, you know, that was his... Yeah. Where I, I don't, you don't get that fluidity with with um, with Aidan O'Shea. I think that I don't know. Bringing him out the field sometimes for me, does he have the energy for seventy minutes to get up and down the field? Probably not. Um, but yet he's a huge plus for Mayo. So I think it's a combination of maybe bringing him out the field, bringing him back into to cause Dublin a little bit of a little bit of um, you know guessing game with them the odd long ball into them. particularly I think McLaughlin's a really good at them angle balls in and if he could either yeah. get a mark or you know be a um, feeding Ryan or something like to open up a goal opportunity then bring him back out um, 
out around the middle for certain you know certain times of the game I think that's the role for him I don't think he's an out and out in either position yeah no he's probably but what he is very good at 14 is 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 on the the kick out press he organises that really well and he's a, he stands in front of the goalkeeper like you know it's just almost blocks the middle off straight away and if they do go short if Aidan O'Shea gets a hand on you you're in, you're in trouble. Yeah, exactly. And in fairness to Aidan O'Shea, like there's there's lots of times, you know, he's because he's so big and powerful. A lot of times he probably deserves to get frees that he doesn't get. And I know that's that has been talked about before. Um, and as I say, I don't know whether it's the fact that he, you know, when he when he does, by the time he does win the ball, there's three lads wrapped around him straight away. Um, he doesn't seem to to get out of trouble as quick as maybe a Donaghy type full forward would in his heyday um, but certainly he's still like he's still a big plus he's their captain he's, and as you say he's an organiser on the field um, and you know he'll have to have a really good game for to, to, for Mayo to, to progress to an All-Ireland final yeah no definitely anyway. oh no there's no doubt about that and he de- doesn't tend to play that well against Dublin like his record against Dublin isn't it wouldn't be anywhere near you know his performance against Kerry for example what, what about some of the matchups then um, Brendan uh, Ushi Mullen looks like he's gone he's a quad injury which is a massive loss and Parik Ahora we're not sure even if he's starting so Mayo are in a bit of disarray back there Paddy Durkin likes to mark Kilkenny but Paddy Durkin, you know, do they need, without Ushin Mullen driving forward as centre-back, do they need someone driving forward? Like, do you want to give Paddy Durkin a, an attacking role or a defensive role? If Ushin Mullen's gone and Paddy Durkin's marking Kilkenny, you know, that driving force from the half-back line, which is a huge weapon of Mayo's, um, you know, would be gone. Yeah, I certainly want Durkin uh, driving. And listen, Mullen's been a, a key man. And again, even Mullen, you're on about the attack to defence. Mullen driving out, He's well capable of ending up up the pitch himself and, 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 and kicking a score and putting the ball over the bar. So, yeah, I, I think for me, Willie Depp, as we're saying, the, the attitude is the actual key here to, to, to both teams. You know, and, and you're right about that. What Mayo is it, really? The only real thing we're looking at is a Mayo first half against Galway is it the Mayo second half. I think you're right. When you look back in the last game, you kind of get excited with Mayo's second half performance in terms of they bring that there's going to be a serious game here, and particularly if Dublin are dropped off. So I think the running game is, is the key. It's the only thing Mayo know. It's that, that power that they have. And um, if they bring that type of real drive to Mayo or, or to Dublin, that's what I'm saying. If Dublin are in that bit of a funny zone, maybe that won't waken them up. Maybe they don't like Mayo. Who knows? And Johnny was saying who would begrudge him an All-Ireland. I have a few friends in Galway and a few Rossies say that <laughs> Certainly queuing up to say, no, nah, we'll, we'll give them another 50. I think yeah. <laughs> that, that there is, <laughs> there's certainly pockets around the country. But it, it, this game really is, is all about the, the attitude of the two teams. We know what Mayo's going to come, come with. It's all about Dublin's attitude. And if, whether that wake, wakens up, this Dublin uh, monster or not remains to be seen. Yeah, Paddy Durkin, of course, was supposed to mark Shane Walsh in the kind of final and he didn't. Lee Keegan marked him, which was a little bit of a surprise. We know Lee Keegan had a nightmare on Khan two years ago. Khan got two two goals off him in the space of a few minutes. Like I mean, Stephen Cohen has marked Khan before. You could have a situation where Owen McLaughlin comes in wing back. Stephen Cohen's in full back on Khan. Yeah, a little bit dodgy for Mayo there. Yeah. And then you have Paddy Durkin. They don't want him man marking this year by the looks of things. So now who are you going to put on Kilkenny? Do you know? Like I mean, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of guess games going yeah, on. Yeah, and you're throwing Dean Rock in there, Paddy Small Costello. Yeah. Yeah, but I think I think that Mayo are run, have run out of defenders with the, like they've been riddled with injuries. Really, I think the big thing you, you have to you look at the big three for me to try and nullify is is um, is Khan, 
Kilkenny and and Fenton. You know, if you can if you can knock those three, you've got you, you know you're now it, it still doesn't stop Dean Rock kicking you know three or four points from play. It doesn't yeah. stop Paddy Small. You know, there's there's lots Costello of other. got four from play last day and and didn't look like he stood out at all. Like I mean, he's just chipping in with them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I suppose they're the, for me they're the big three that I have to try. You know, as as the saying goes, hammer to hammer. Um, and Kilkenny to me, you know, is the consistency over the last number of years and at times against Kildare I thought he was tied up and Nick he just kicked into gear and he orchestrates everything that's good there's days there's times you don't know he's looking for that little two yard hand pass he'll put a, a pass over the top you know he's great vision um, and then his his own kicking ability you know he's he's all around a really really top class player that you know, so it'll be, you can't just, and I'm not saying for a minute that Mayo will ignore him, but they have to keep treating him with the respect he deserves. And who that is, I'm not so sure, as you say. Yeah. They nearly have to go with Dirk, they nearly have to go with Dirk, or maybe Lee Keegan could mark Kilkenny, he's may, done it before. Yeah, maybe maybe they'll try Keegan on him, um, who, you know, but, and, and the Keegan of, of that marked Dermot Connolly is a different Keegan of now, because, you know, he's a lot more miles on the clock. Um, he's that bit older, you know. He's gone to the well so often, time and time again. You know, it's very, very hard to stay at the very peak of your powers for 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 so long. So, you know, there's a lot of conundrums, a lot of talking for the Mayo management to get those mass, matchups right. Yeah. Um. And 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 you rightly point out, you know, say I thought Mick O'Grady did a fantastic job on on Con, but yes, to still kick twenty points, you know, and 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 that's with Fenton probably not at the peak of his powers either. So. There's a lot of a lot of pluses in that um, in that in that Dublin forward line. Yeah, I think uh, young Enda Hessian might come in and and Owen McLaughlin. Kevin McLaughlin obviously so important for Mayo, but Owen Merchant's going to track him everywhere. And Owen Merchant's a younger, faster kind of player. You know, I t- for me, I, I find it hard to see how Mayo can hurt Dublin. But to, like the one one matchup that we'll all be looking forward to is Brendan is Brian Fenton and Matthew Ruan. Like Ruan, like they're they're very similar players. Ruan's not as classy as Fenton or, or as good as Fenton, but he can run Fenton probably into the ground. And there's not many players could probably say they wouldn't be afraid of Fenton. You know, from a running point of view. Yeah, they're both kind of what you call the modern the complete players. Obviously, Fenton's a, the benchmark, but again, just as John was saying, Fenton, but like everybody in Dublin, just doesn't seem to be in the groove. Ryan's coming in, flying. It's you know he's he's, he's scoring. He's adding so much to the Mayo. So their their battle is is key. You just you just think of all this time, Willie. Well, you talk about people who say about hunger in the dressing room and all those things like hunger and passion and that have dropped away from the GA because of the the tactics of it, but surely it's beginning to count now against the Dublin, the sheer hunger of, of winning, the desire to win. This Mayo team coming in now with the sprinkling of the old and the new, this is their time to step up. And listen, the Ryan Fenton battle is similar to what that is. You know, you've somebody who's won it all and is the master of what he's doing and you've Ryan wanting to take his place and step up there. And their battle is kind of the same uh, issue that's going on between Mayo and Dublin the entire game. Yeah, so like, I mean, you, you, obviously, you you would, even if Fenton and Rowan broke even, you would give McCarthy a huge um, advantage over Conor Loftus on the other side. So do, advantage Dublin midfield, Dublin have more scoring forwards, 
Mayo's defense is riddled. May, Mayo's <laughs> defense is riddled with injuries, and Dublin's defense has lads coming back uh, from injury. So I will get we'll we'll finish on predictions, Johnny. I don't want to influence you here at all. <laughs> no, I, you, yeah, they certainly haven't done that. I know. Look at I suppose I still think Dublin are going to have have too much for for Mayo uh, as 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 much as I'd I'd like the. Mayo to go on and, and, and certainly you know cause cause um, cause Mayo or cause Dublin trouble uh, and I think they will to an extent yeah. I think the games are always level uh, level at half Mayo are always the better team in the first half but somehow they go in either level or a point or two down yeah and and you know it's we we always look back and, and at the previous game and we, we nearly judge them and every game takes a game is a game is a new game and lads that did really well the last day mightn't do as well this day and, and, and vice versa so there's 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 all that that comes into it you, you, you're hoping and that passion and that that uh, that hunger that Mayor never really found wanting for to be fair to them um, you know and people laud them for their ability to keep coming back time and time again um, you're, you're hoping that that will will, will show the, the full value of that uh, on Saturday but again there's so many other things come into it and, and at the end of the day it's going to be the team that scores the most and I'd be like you I think Dublin have a lot more scoring power uh, for me than, than than Mayo but I think it will be they'll be in the game for long periods and listen who knows you know if you're coming into the last last water break you know you're neck and neck that's when you're hoping that that hunger that drive that passion that hurt that Mayo have suffered down the years might just be enough to get them over the line, and I, I, I'm sure that that's where where James Horn would like to see them just stay in the game, stay in the game, and you know while you have to, there, there is, does come a point in time where he's going to try win the game, um, and I, I just think maybe Dublin would just have too much for for Mayo. What do you think, Brendan? Yeah, I, I can just see now only because your predictions, the likes of Conroy and the Keel, Donahue, maybe five points each from play, <laughs> uh, just. Playing the games Don't worry. There, there's there's enough back. people. Enough people will remind me of this if <laughs> if if that happens. Don't worry. You, the last time we were here, Johnny Bully talked to Sunday Goldie Monaghan. Even though I ever just down me to
Do you get me two good lads off the bench? And, and, and you're dipping into reserves, and, and I, I, I get all that. But sport is is different than that, and it doesn't always work that way. It's it's you know, and someone else can come in and decide I'm going to be the hard luck story, or I'm going to I'm going to add something really positive to this thing, and I and I'm coming in to do not to try be a superstar, but to do the simple thing very well, to do my own job very very well, um, and that's what you're hoping that you know. For Mayo to win this, it's going to be a brilliant team performance. It's not going to be any individual. And I know a team is made up of loads of individuals, but they're, they're going to, it's going to have to be the sum of all parts to get Mayo over the line. And it is a, I'm, I'm a little bit on, on your side on this one. It is going to be a huge, huge effort um, to get it. But I, I, I still think they have a chance. Um, you know, as you say, when you do name all those players, you think, Jesus, they've no chance. But I still think, you know... Maybe where 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 Dublin are at, and uh, listen, it could all pan out, and Dublin could win by ten points, and we could all left with egg in our face, you know. But nobody knows. Well, but I, I think won't. no. Well, you won, <laughs> but I I certainly think <laughs> the, the, the the Mayo the, the if if Mayo can can go out with a, an attitude of what we've seen in the second half for for long periods to hunt Dublin down, to press their kickouts, to force them into errors, you yeah. know, to to. Uh, Defend them, uh, you know, push up because Dublin like to hold. They could the get a couple very, of goals after kickouts. Yeah, they could get. Yeah, and that's that's what they, you're hoping. And and throw, as I said, throw a bit of romance in on top of it. Yeah. I suppose that's where we're coming from. But when you line it out in in in, in the cold hard facts, I st- still don't think Mayo are going to score enough to beat Dublin from just Dublin firepower to have. Yeah. That's well, here, here, Brendan, it, like he, Johnny mentioned romance. It, there's an element of three culties here. Everyone's a culty outside of Dublin, even though we live in, we live in towns. Well, you're a, you're a proper culty, <laughs> Johnny. Um, is there an element of, you know, w- hoping this happens, Brendan, without actually breaking it down and going and saying, how is this going to happen? Like, is it like, geez, wouldn't it be great to see Mayo win number one? Geez, wouldn't it be great to see another name on the cup number two? Like, for example, I think Kerry can beat Dublin this year. I just, when you break it down, I'm not trying to change your mind again because there's no way that, there's no way that you will. I just, when you actually take the romance or the hope out of it, you know, what, what are you left with? Or, like my father always says, they have to beat them sometime. Yeah, yeah, well, I suppose well, that's, that's the name of the game. Everybody wants to see the underdog come through and you build a case for that. It was a bit like at the end of the Ulster final when we were assessing it there. You were building a case for where Monaghan would have got an equaliser. The rally was thrown to the buried them a few times. And I think that's where it comes down to. We're trying to build the case for it, but when you break it down like that, with all your facts there, it's a it's a hammer blow. I mean, if this was a court case, well, you've won the case. <laughs> it's, it's open and shut. But I suppose that's a sport. As Johnny was saying, things happen different. Different players are going to step up. If it, the only thing it might, I think, tip it Mayo's way, if it is a more tense, low-scoring, physical game, if it's a high-stakes game where, where, where there's loads of shots from around the 40, Dublin are going to Dublin are going to be too good at that. That's for sure. So Mayo's tactic on the day, keeping ball, running ball, and, and driving at them and, and kicking from the right areas is key to this. There's no doubting that at any stage, Dublin can open up in this game. And you're always fearful for Mayo. So how long that happens, and going back to what we're saying about goals, particularly in the first half, you don't concede goals and they're within range of Dublin, and Dublin have got that bit of a drop-off that we've seen. That's where the whole game lies, lies for me. That's where the interest is now. Of course, we'd love to see uh, a Mayo win in another final. I still don't think they'll win it, but <laughs> they could stop the Dubs. Yeah. But listen, Molly, you're, you're right. I mean, in terms of where all the ammunition lies, 
it's all in the dub, all in the dub side. But that ammunition hasn't been firing properly. And if you look back to say, particularly the Meath game there, when that game was rocking, if that was a Mayo, Mayo were better than that. So I guess that's the wee pieces that you're looking at, thinking, well, if they play like that there, there's an opportunity. But it's all about Dublin's uh, application. Yeah, no, exactly. So we've two Dublins and a Mayo. And if Mayo win, I just won't bring Brendan on next Thursday. So, like, I mean, I'll give it two weeks for him to, for him to forget about. Right, listen, we'll leave it there, lads. We'll see who'll uh, win this one. Obviously, we'll have another semi-final the following week, but we'll get this one out of the way uh, first and we'll review it all on Monday. So we'll talk to you all then. Good luck. But this little dink ball, the only one in a crowded area where it's a fist pass, the weight is taken out, hits the ground and it bounces into a fella's chest. Why do you not do many interviews? Oh really? Yeah, I'm not being asked to do a whole pile. Really? Yeah. Have you ever rang me? And they're roaring at me, I cuffed you, you free state bastard. <laughs> and next thing I hear, you have no fucking jurisdiction up here. <laughs> <laughs>